You stupid bitch. Yeah, you're a stupid bitch. You stupid bitch. Welcome to this week's episode of Stupid Bitches Say What, the podcast about everything and nothing, but always with wine. And your hosts, Skyly Pollitt and Sean Hickens. After a week hiatus, our skies is back from the land of COVID and ready to tackle it. <laughs> ready to tackle a double recording to fill the gap we left in our stupid bitches' hearts. This week's topic is pop culture. Sky is going all country and covering her love of Yellowstone, the show starring Kevin Costner and a huge ensemble of stars about a large cattle ranch, an Indian reservation, and land developments. Oh my god, I love that summary. You put some effort into that. <laughs> Hashtag I didn't Google. think you knew anything about Yellowstone. I don't. Um, <laughs> that was Google. <laughs> and, and Sean is going to talk about the phenomenon that is RuPaul's Drag Race, the reality competition show that pits drag queens against each other in a fight to be crowned the next drag superstar. Superstar. What, it, superstar. what are you drinking, Sean? I am drinking a motherfucking... 1.5 litre bottle of Jen Pfeiffer's Sam Plunkett's The Rebel Effect Shiraz. It's a naked wine. It's a 2021 vintage. So Oh, it's a baby. It's, it's a, a baby, baby, but it's not in the wine room. Although, speaking oh. of which, it does have a pregnancy warning on the back. And it is <laughs> 17. <laughs> it's a 17.2 standard drink bottle. So hold Holy on to your horses. Let me have a taste. That's 17 standard drinks. And look, 17 standard glasses of wine is not like drinking 17 beers. 17 glasses of wine is like, <laughs> woo! Mother, <laughs> um, now, I did have that, and granted, it was my first sip, it did have that, you know, that um, red wine rush of, oh, that shit's tangy. Let me go another. Yeah. Look, Shirazes aren't really my favourite anyway. I just had to do the 1.5 litre because it's a big episode. It's not oh, bad. That was the free bottle, wasn't this it? This my freebie. I've got the freebie, yes, because I I don't think mine's that one, though. And do you know what I was going to say? And because uh, our listeners out there, you'd be pleased to know we have catalogued our mm. wines from previous episodes. So now well when done, we get past the age-old, thank you, Pino. <laughs> now we get the age-old question of what were you drinking that week and we go, fuck, we don't know, we were pissed. I don't know, yeah. Um, Weren't we you listening? <laughs> <laughs> we can reference a spreadsheet. But it's funny because during my cataloguing, I noticed that um, sometimes we, we lot got lot, lost our train of thought um, and we didn't actually go into that much detail in the wine. So we lost the year or where it was from or the <laughs> name. We just talked about whether it was a Cab Sav and that was it. So... <laughs> Look. We'll be better. We'll do better. <laughs> we will do better. We will yeah. do better. But because you just said that you're drinking the Gen Pfeiffer, uh, just a little bit of trivia for listeners out there. You have drunk a Josh Pfeiffer before, which I believe is Jen's brother. But you were the um, one who educated me on that at the time. I said, it's a Josh. I think it's Josh. Yeah, um, it sounds familiar. But you said to me, you were like, oh, you know, I think his sister is the one that has the fiery red on the, the drinks. And I yes. was like, is that a rooster? You mean the rooster one? And you were like, no. That's right. Yes. The lady with the hat. The lady with the hat. Yeah. So this is a product of Gen Pfeiffer. 
and Sam Plunkett. We, we'll have to do an episode where we just review our wine catalogue and have a oh sip gosh. of each one. Have we had there any we double go. ups? Yeah, from me. I, just... that I didn't even realise it was a double up. I was like, so I'm drinking this one and I'm like, Scarzy, you've drunk it before. And I don't even know. Like now I know. But you even went third person on yourself. Insane. Um, yeah, it's it's not bad. It's got a bit of tang on it. I don't know what the proper words to use are. Um, and I'm just going to have good ears to it. It's definitely tang. It is tang with a with a, a T and a silent H. It's, or perhaps um, tangy. Tangy. Tanging. Um, but yeah, I've got 1.5 litres to get through, so I best get used to it. Best, what are you best. drinking, Sky? Well, <sighs> as per usual, I'm so stop. glad. I'm sorry, but hang on. We've got another bit of merchandise in the video here, a different <laughs> class. I let so because of course my husband to be brought me these fabulous glasses um for Christmas. And I we did a shout out to Belinda Bosat last uh, last episode. Sorry, it wasn't last week because I was sick. <coughs> um but Black lung yes so, I know it's dying. Um yeah so I didn't talk about Tyler's contribution to our merch um a merch design i'll say because yes. yeah i was supposed to give you your glasses because my husband to be brought uh, both myself and sean a set of beautiful glasses They're one awesome. set saying stupid bitch says what in pink running writing i'll feel better very close up there for the youtube listeners and watchers um and then another one which says stupid bitch sky and stupid bitch sean but we were going to present them to our listeners me. together <laughs> we but me the ever forgetful friend um, had a plan to provide the glasses that Sean had left at my sister's house when we went to see the mo uh, a movie, Scream. We did, Scream 5. Um, FYI, Scream 5 is pretty fucking good, people. We so good. enjoyed it. it um, I've seen that it's been um, it's taken over Spider-Man, or not Spider-Man's new movie, off the... Uh, off no the top box way. office, That's yeah, insane. yeah, and after okay. the abysmal showing of Scream Four, it didn't do so well. But this one's really brought the franchise back into the game. So if you I haven't see, seen it, I recommend. I really like Scream Four. I love them all because I've rewatched them all in preparation for Scream Five, and I actually love them all. Anyway, let's reserve those thoughts because I think we need <laughs> to do a pop culture topic on Scream. On Scream sounds good. We can do we a horror movie one. Horror oh horror yes, thing. that's a great idea. Let's do that. Let's do that. Um, so I'm drinking a bottle that I feel is appropriate, again, for YouTube watchers, um, showing oh. a picture of this bottle. It's called Love Not War. Um, it's a, an organic Pinot Grigio, uh, vegan friendly for all our Ooh. vegan friends out there. So no meat but in that one. No, no meat or it's animal nice. byproducts, not nice. at all. Um, but it's from Sicily. Do we know oh. where Sicily is? It's Italian, yes. my friends. Okay. Um, so, but I'm sad to say it's a little bit, it's a oh. little bit Chardonnay or Cardinet. So we've got our two um, wine tasting notes as Tang and so far. <laughs> and um, is it going down okay? It'll do. Look. Is it the first sip thing? Is it that mm. you got to adjust your palate? No. It's too woody. It's too woody for me. Mm. Um, but I'll make do. I'll push oh. through. You know I will. I'll persevere as always. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> getting... <laughs> Shivers. 
Shivers in my bones. Down the arms after that last sip. We'll get there. <laughs> you might need to cut some of this. We've waffled on an awful lot. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't tell you. We've switched from Skype to Zoom recordings, and it doesn't yeah. tell you how long the recording's been going for. If anyone can tell me how to do that, please let me know. But otherwise, yes, we will. Also, call. it's a 2020. It's a 2020. I forgot to say. Oh, well, it's a it's a toddler. Yeah, Very not good. quite the baby that you're drinking. No, the infant. Very good. Yes. All right. So, shall we get into our topic? Is there any other week events that have happened for you this oh, week? I, I had a few, but um, I was hoping to hold them over to what's the hats, but it's still a couple of weeks away. Obviously, I had the COVID. Um, we were all very sick. The whole household was in isolation and we were very ill. And we don't know what fucking strain we got. Um, but we think it was Delta, don't we? I, and people keep saying that it had to have been Delta because we were so sick. Um, I felt like I had razor blades that were just sat in my throat. And every yeah. time I swallowed, they were stabbing me and drawing blood. It was pretty awful. Um, but it was like a roller coaster. That's the best way to describe it. You think you're getting better and then bang, you go, you get sick again. And then you start feeling a little bit better and bang, you get sick again. And it was like five or six days where you were sick, like flu symptoms, proper flu, lethargic, fatigued, you know, dying. Um, and then you'd be, oh, maybe I'm turning a corner. And me and my sister kept saying, I feel a little bit okay now. Um, Next and then minute. We, yeah, well, we ended up being isolated for just over two weeks in the end. It's fucked. I know. Another fucking corona, mate, I tell you. I know, it's funny. Like when you don't have corona and you hear about other people having it and then being isolated and having to sleep for days, it's like, ah, oh, that'd be yeah. nice. But <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost like everyone's going to get it. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it doesn't really. Oh, that's what they say. I think at this stage that's now. That's what they're saying. Everyone's um, going to get it. It's just like. So um, we're fully vaxxed. We're fully. all fully vaxxed. The kids are fully vaxxed. Um, well, you're so going like, to get it. It's not going to, the vaccination is not going to stop you getting it. It's how. Your body, it's the effects that you feel. You're tolerant. So you recover. Yeah. You recover quicker. Yeah. But anyway, so that's pretty much uh, what's been happening. And how about you? How's your week been? Tell us something about your life. Okay. Well, well, that's another thing that you've been doing this week. You've been thinking about planning my hands. Oh, and have I got some good <laughs> ideas. Also, thanks to Vinny. Um, he put forward a great suggestion for a theme, which I'm not going to tell you about. Um, but I do want to talk to you about the Hence Night after our recording, so we'll get to that too. But also, do you know what else happened this week? You realised that somebody from television you knew. Do you want to talk about that? This is true. So maths Talking started about this Talking and oh, nights. Fucking maths and Survivor have started. I can't believe we haven't talked about this. Obsessed. So, so maths, yes, yeah, same. So maths started and there's a, a young groom on there called Mitch who I remember looking at him thinking, fuck me, he looks familiar. And I couldn't he didn't look it. familiar to me at all. I uh, nothing. Well, see, and we get the yearly photo the reminders and stuff through Facebook memory. So of course, I, yes, I knew yes. I knew I knew his face, but I couldn't place it. I thought he looked like a young Dita Brummer. And I was like, is he on home yes, and away or yes, something I like that? that? Yeah. And then um, and then Vinny goes, Was he a 
one of the topless waiters at our bucks. I was like, yes. So we scrolled through all our photos and there we are. We're an arm in arm around with this guy and doing jello shots off his belly. So many photos. So many photos. <laughs> and Mitch is our, um, was one of our topless waiters at our bucks party back in 2014. So we'll say, we'll say, because this was recorded in 2021, we'll say seven years prior to him being on this and he was 26 cents. So we realised he was 18, 19 yeah. at the time. Did not yeah. stop anyone from having um, crushing vibes, but no, no, go. or uh, doing jelly shots off his naked abs. Um, what a lovely boy he was! He was, he was just so nice, beautiful. They both wasn't were. He? Everyone loved yeah. both of them. The stripper was yeah. shite, but everyone loved the topless waiter. He was terrible. Um, just um, to say, also, I ordered those boys. That was mm. my stripper guy. You also ordered the stripper, so. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I remember what happened with the stripper, though. We couldn't get one to come. Do you remember that? Because it was boys. And mm. I get had over so it. much dramas with it. Yeah. Um, and then, but how funny was he? As disgusting as he was. Oh, he was just stripper, shit with I mean, us. Like he it let was me touch hilarious. His... The show that he put on, we were all just like, oh. This what is just so bad. It's, he grabbed it's so my hand funny. and let me touch his arm, Russell. He did the same to Vinny. Then he laid us down, did a handstand over us, and then that was it. And then just got in with the girls all around. It was like, come on. It was agile, wasn't We're paying it? you. And Survivor started. Survivor, blood versus water. And how fucking good is it? We've had three episodes. We've done the Survivor draw, as per usual. I yes. got Sandra. Sky got... Brianna, I'm gone. I went on the second second. night. Look, to be fair, I thought I was fucked on the third night. I thought there was no way I I was going to survive it. Um, But luckily, Queen Sandra stays queen. So hopefully I'll get to the... I just want to get to the fucking jury. That's all. Yeah, that was a big shit fight, wasn't it? But, like, I would totally be getting Sandra out if I was then because she's one too. Like, she's a massive danger. So I would... She won her first two, but she's lost like, two since as well. Right. So she won two. She's been Still, in it four times. You see, but like to win if, two is insane. It is insane. And if I was um if I was cast on the show as a super fan, I would not be wanting to get rid of Sandra um so early. Because I know she's a threat. Yeah, I want to I'd want to play her. with her. It's interesting what she says about the difference between Australian Survivor and American Survivor. Yeah. Um, how she says, you know, she's said quite a few times, you know, the Aussies just, they don't have any plan going into it. They're just going to see what happens and just see how it falls, which I mean, I'm sure a couple of people have a bit of a plan, but it's true. Most yeah. Australian ones that I've watched, they're just like, let's see where we go. They don't have a real plan of getting to the end. It's not hit the beach. On. Well, it's um, not hit the beach and make an alliance straight away. It's yeah. like, let's just feel it out and then make alliances and go from there. Yeah. And she says that we also love a blind side, and we do. I have yes, to say that. Yes. The Australian and, episode um, seasons have so many fucking blind sides, while the Americans do have blind sides, but a lot of them are predictable vote-offs yeah, most yeah, yeah, of the yeah. time. But also she says, you know, that we all we just want to enjoy ourselves and have a good yeah. time and just yeah. and it's like, yeah, that's fucking Aussie's mate. Um, but it's interesting because the American survivor doesn't go for 48 days, or is it 49 no. days? 
Uh, no, so this it used to it was fifty two when it first started, and now yeah, it's gone I down said to forty nine, forty seven, I think. For forty seven, yeah, you could be right, yeah. And um, the American one was thirty nine, but that's also been reduced now. Well, for the last season, this next one coming to twenty eight or something because of the COVID yeah. fucking yeah. pandemic. So they had to be in, get the filming done, hoping there wouldn't be any breakout breakouts and stuff like that. So I don't know if they'll switch back to thirty nine days after. Survivor 42, which starts in March, or if they will continue as it is. Yeah. All right. So RuPaul's Drag Race. Let's do so it. let's get into it. So RuPaul's Drag Race used to have the theme song. It'd go RuPaul's Drag Race. Gentlemen, start your engines. RuPaul's Drag Race. May the best woman win. But they've had to change it now because of all the different... Um, things that I'll get into about the diversity of the cast. So it's now just RuPaul's Drag Race, start your engines, RuPaul's Drag Race, race, made the best drag queen win. So but, how long has it been going for? So RuPaul's Drag Race started in 2009. We're now on the 14th season, which has just started. Um, yep. There's three episodes or four episodes, sorry. And the fifth one will come out tomorrow. But what is RuPaul's Drag Race? Drag Race is a TV con- contest that aims to find the next drag race superstar. It's hosted by RuPaul. It's his creation. And do you remember RuPaul from, do you know RuPaul? Do you remember him from back in the day? So he's obviously, well, and no disrespect, but RuPaul's been around for a while and really been making a name and pushing drag out onto the scene for quite a number of um, years now, even before RuPaul's Drag Race first aired. And I remember... um, I remember knowing of him when I was younger, and this is back in the 90s and the early 2000s, and he'd randomly appear as a cameo in some movie and stuff. He'd be like, oh, my God, that's RuPaul. That's RuPaul, yeah. Um, He's done so much for drag queens. And so he put together the show to really push the it's art like a form. big character that came into stuff for yes. yonks and yonks and yonks. sometimes in drag sometimes as just as a man as rupaul yeah. yeah um and he also like there was a whole underground scene also, rupaul isn't his drag name i thought rupaul was his drag name rupaul is his name and his drag name so oh, okay. when he was bored his mother apparently named him rupaul charles whatever his surname is um mm-hmm. because she was like she was determined to have a son that was going to be famous. And she said, anyone with a name like RuPaul is basically going to make it. And so, and he did. And he's fucking international success. So, um, so yes, um, he used to have a whole underground scene as well with some of his movies. It was, it's called Booty Something. Fuck, what's it called? There's like a, a series that you, people used to trade in the underground with videotapes. You can buy them in shops. People buy them off little street sellers and that booty, booty bootleg. something. No, bootleg. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was bootleg, but his um thing was booty something, booty right, queen or it. booty yep. killer or something like that. But he's been around for a while and he's really done a huge um effort for the drag race community. So he's really promoting the art that is drag race. And when you see some of the shit that these people get into and what they do for them, for for their characters and who they become, it's it's incredible the imagination, the skills that they have. So each um, each season, a number of drag queens compete against each other to remain in the competition. And each episode is made up of a mini challenge, which is usually a short challenge with the queens, where the queens have to impress Rue through comedy, fashion, makeup, or reading the other queens. And reading is when you 
So if I was to read you, it was to be like, I'd, I'd read the outfit you were wearing. I'd be like, uh, a sleeveless singlet on a show like tonight. I mean, Jesus, bitch. You know, that's like a read. It's my Nevada shirt, baby. It is Nevada. But that's like a read. And that's another thing it did. It sort of really brought into, and you'll hear a lot of people using the terminology that um, drag race, drag queens, you have been using for years, but have never been relevant. So when you beat your face, it's when you're putting your makeup on. The ass queen and all that shit. Um Oh, I can't think of any of the other slang that they have it right off the top of my head now, but there's so much and you hear the tea, you know, what's the tea? Have you heard of that? No. Oh, so when you're saying like oh, what's no no no, I have in um that song we love. The Kiki. The, um... Let's have a mm. Kiki. Well, see, and that's all drag slang as well. So the tea is when you're telling someone the truth. And yep. all, t- all tea no shade. And like if you're throwing someone shade, it means you're throwing them fucking um uh you're judging them or you know you're calling them out for shit so when people would say like all tea no shade um what you did tonight was fabulous where it could be shady where you'd say oh what you did tonight was fabulous that could be shade because you know you're fucking reading them for filth oh my god i love that (laughs) it's so good um we also love it so yeah, they do this mini challenge. The winner usually gets an advantage for the episode's main challenge. And then each episode we have a main challenge for um, each season. So the main challenge generally involves a comedy roast. So they'll do a roast of either the other queens, one of the hosts, whatever. Um, acting challenges, singing challenges, sewing and fashion design, and also the famous snatch game, which is a take on the Americans match, mate, match game. Or what we had, I don't know if you remember when we were kids, blankety blanks, blankety blanks. Do you remember that? Um, and so what they have to- It's called the snatch game. It's called the snatch game, game. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And what they have to do is dress as a famous person and then imitate that person and and actually be that person. But they have to be funny while they're doing it. And Mm -hmm. some of them are fucking iconic um, and some of them are absolute disasters. Then at the end of each episode, they have the runway. And so there's a theme for the runway. They have to dress and do full makeup and their outfit and whatnot. And they have to match the theme. And the theme could be green. The theme could be fucking eating out or whatever. It could be whatever. And they have to represent that in their outfit. And then at the end of the episode, they're then judged um, by the judging panel for their looks, plus the efforts in the main challenge. The top three and the bottom three are uh, determined from the group of queens. And they're invited to remain on stage to receive their critique from the judges with a winner who is then determined for that round. The bottom two then have to lip sync for their lives to a pre-selected song, which have created some uber iconic moments. Um, I'll share some links about this in the in our promos, but we have my, some of my favourites were Shut Up and Drive, which was done by Alyssa Edwards and Tatiana. Um, and the lip sync between Brooklyn Heights and Evie Oddly is also one of the most iconic that have gone down throughout the show. Um, So YouTube them. Mm -hmm. And also watch Naomi Smalls smash the lip sync to RuPaul's song Adrenaline. That was fantastic as well. Sometimes the queens will be so lacklustre and absolutely shithouse in their performance um, and their main challenge that RuPaul will just say, there's no winner this week, you both out. (laughs) But again... (laughs) Again, they may do such an amazing performance. It'll be like, I can't judge, it's both stay. But that's a very rare rare occurrence on both. He's basically looking for a drag queen. Well, he's not basically. He is looking for a drag queen, queen that has charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. And when you break down those initials, it's cunt. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god, that's the best! It's hilarious. the The show ha- is actually hilarious. Like Vinny will crack himself, crease himself, laughing at some of the shit. You have to watch, give it a go. It's all on Stan. Um, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race first aired in two thousand and nine in the US, and it had at the time a cash price of twenty thousand dollars plus other little bits and pieces. So sometimes it'll be a year's worth of makeup from Anastasia Beverly Hills and shit. But the cash prize at that stage was 20000 Season four is now currently airing. And with the increase in popularity, the prize money has also increased over the seasons. And it's now $100,000 for the winner. Shit. They get makeup supplies and the winners of challenges, the main challenges throughout, will also get little prizes as well. Like they may get a set of wigs or a fucking some jewellery or cash money. The show has become the highest rated television program on Logo TV and has won six consecutive Emmys from 2016 to 2021 for an outstanding host for a reality or reality competition going to RuPaul. Wow, that's impressive. It's very good. Some Each week they'll have a celebrity judge as well that comes on who's um, on the judging panel. Some of the biggest names that we've had have been Lady Gaga, Miley Cyrus, Debbie Reynolds, Chloe Kardashian, Christina Aguilera, Nicki Minaj. Chloe, but not Chloe, Kim. Not Kim. Uh, Diggy has an MD plus. And also Lizzo, who I can't believe we've never had a conversation about. Lizzo. I was obsessed with Lizzo when that. Uh, look, I, I like one or two of her songs, but I wouldn't say I'm obsessed or I know much about her, to be honest. Oh, I was obsessed with that album that came out. I can't remember if it's called Juice, but it had the song Juice on it. And then when that album came out, all the other music she'd done previously before she became big um, started to become big again. I fucking love her. Anyway. I get her confused with the chick from Gossip. What's the chick with the heavy cross song? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, Beth, did I? Yeah, that's a, yeah. Yeah, I think one's British and white and one's American and black. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that's a good way to determine the two so through the success of RuPaul's Drag Race the standard show that he first released there's been a whole heap of spin-offs that have um, come from the show now so we've got international versions there's RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under so last year and they're doing one this year that was um it's filmed in New Zealand but it's New, New Zealand and Australian drag queens They've got RuPaul's Drag Race UK, which is probably the spin-off that is up there with the US version because it's got the UK right. humour. Some of the queens are named Bag of Chips, Vinegar Strokes, <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. Like, And it's proper UK humour, which we love here. That's so good. Um, yep. There's RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. So I think they're up to season six <laughs> or, or seven of that where past queens come back and compete. They're also brilliant. There's re, um, currently, it's just started airing, RuPaul's Drag Race UK versus the world. So they're starting an international version where the oh. first host country is the UK. And then they've got people from Holland, Canada, um, uh, the American versions and stuff like that. All queens that have previously competed in the past coming together in an international com- competition. And he did a drag Christmas spectacular one year, which was terrible. It was so bad. Um, Throughout the show as well, there's been, and I'll get to some of the controversies after this, but there's been a whole heap of change in the diversity of the contestants. So originally you had to be just, it was um, gay men coming on competing in drag, which is what drag started out of. 
but now there's been seasons that have had trans that have trans women in them so um men who have transitioned to women but were um were drag queens pre or became drag queens afterwards they're included now we had um a trans man compete in season 13 got mick he so that was a someone who was born as a with women genitalia female genitalia transitioned to a man um we've had we've got a straight male in the current season I was just about to say, I thought that, you know, it, whilst traditionally it's, it's gay men who dress in drag, but there's some hetero men who are drag performers, right? Mm. Harry Humphreys is an iconic yeah, Australian yeah. one. Dame Edna. Yes. Um, yes there are, there mm. are. Um, but I think at the beginning, and I think a whole a lot of the controversies that I'll get into stem from the fact that this was an art form that gay men were doing and have been and in the beginning when it was happening you know um we're getting shot at by people as they pass by clubs and shit like that or just yeah, get absolutely yeah. the shit beaten out of them you'd never go outside and drag and all that stuff so i think what it had been it was a, a protected society this is our so thing and you can't was, come into it you know this is was ours. it a way of life before it was a, like a performance art so, so was it are we talking about men dressing in women's clothes and then it was drag and then they decided to become performers or are we separating uh, that and saying well, that drag is generally performance? It could be a, there could be a grey area in how people get into drag and stuff like that, but there's a difference between a transvestite yes, um, and a drag queen. So you've got people who will just dress as a woman and live their life as a woman, as a transvestite, but still remain a man and not transition. But with... Um, drag race it's generally people who are men gay men generally typically or back in the day that dress as women and lip sync for their songs so it's not you generally it's not a way of life for a drag queen to be in drag the whole time it's just for performance it's it's an yeah. art form drag so it's not just being a standard woman it's like full-on fucking um accessorizing and exaggerating everything yes. the makeup's the full-on makeup, the, the hairs hair. yes yep. the outfits yeah. and all that stuff and there's all different types of drags you've got like so there's pageant queens ones that perform performing pageants then you've got club kids and they were the ones who would dress in drag that would be like just out there drag that's like an art piece instead of just a polished yeah. beautiful woman well, I worked with that guy years ago and he was a drag queen at the beat mm. um, and he was the really tall guy. I don't know if you remember, but, um, you know, we, I saw him and he used to come to work parties and work events and things completely dressed in his drag as well as performing at a club most yeah. weekends, Fridays and Saturday nights, I believe, yeah. is the drag. It's the art form. It's the entertainment yeah. factor of it. That's, that's kind of what drag is. And, you know, drag was... The name actually stems from Shakespearean times and it stands for dressed as girl. And that's what they used to put as a man would be dressed as girl, drag. Yeah. Okay, sure, sure. All right. Because I was just quickly Googling it actually. I was just like, you know, I was uh, doing a little bit of a Wikipedia search. Just I totally it. recommend. And I'll give you a season um, to start with to then get you hooked and then you can start the journey from season one at the end of it. Like when you got me hooked on Eurovision? Yes, yes, that's how you do it. Give a little taste of this shit. Now get involved. That a girl. <laughs> but yeah, so the diversity we've got the we've got 
straight male in this season copped a whole heap of shit when it was announced he was straight um, through social media. Um, there was a bi male in the first UK version. Was he also, good? Was he good? Well, he's, he... for, as far as I know, at this stage, he's still in it. And I've only seen the first oh, four episodes. Oh, because you have it. The season's not over. Okay. Yeah. I get you. But to give you my view, like, he seems a bit, um, eh. Like he can do a good look and stuff, but it just seems like the personality or, and maybe it's from the fact he's the only straight guy who feels like the minority, it's affecting him, who knows. Um, But also in the last season of the UK Drag Race, they had their first woman competing. So cis woman competing as a drag queen. She's a lesbian, but she's, um, she's born a girl. She identifies as a woman and she dressed in drag. And she was that good that she, like where she actually made drag form the art not just her putting on a dress, that when she came out and she did her entry into the workroom, I'd said yeah. to Vinny, oh, that's that's the female, that's the woman. He was like, fuck off. Like he thought it was, a, and I don't want to say a proper drag queen, but you know what I mean. Yeah, a, right, a, yeah, wow. Typical drag queen. So some of the controversies. So what used to happen is when the queens would be in the workroom at the beginning and they'd start talking and they'd introduce what the mini challenge was, a little video would appear and RuPaul would go, you've got she-mail instead of email. And that's now changed to, um, you're already, she's already done got hers or some shit like that. She already done gone and got hers. So they've dropped the she-mail from the thing. And in an interview with The Guardian in 2018, RuPaul had said about the whole she-mail and trans women coming into it, you can identify as a woman and say you're transitioning, but it changes once you start changing your body about having trans in RuPaul's show, in RuPaul's drag race, RuPaul's drag race. It takes on a different thing. It changes the whole concept of what we're doing. We've had some girls who've had some injections in the face and maybe a little bit in the butt here and there, but they haven't transitioned. When there was backlash, when there was a backlash due to the remarks, RuPaul initially appeared to double down on his comments tweeting, you can take performance-enhancing drugs and still be an athlete, just not in the Olympics. So why he was saying that they can still be drag queens, but they can't be in his show. But eventually RuPaul showed contrition, tweeting, each morning I pray to set aside everything I think I know so I may have an open mind and a new experience. But I totally get why he's being protective of the art because they've copped so much shit about it. They've been, there's death threats, they've been shot at and all this stuff. It's like, you know, it's protection. That makes sense too, but I guess it is an evolving world, isn't it? And and even for people who've experienced that, um, you know, he probably does, I guess, yeah, like you said, needs to reflect and go, hey, maybe I need to look at it differently. Exactly. And, and as the world evolves, people evolve too. You know, there's a lot of, of stuff that we used to do and say when we were younger. That is, oh, you feel, absolutely. You never and, and how we say things about certain things now is completely different to five, 10, exactly. 20 years ago. Exactly. So he's, he's, he's opened his mind up for that and he's understood. And now that we have, we have um, trans, straight men, women, competing in drag race. Another controversy was when a contestant named Sherry Pie in... Um, Sherry Pie. Sherry Pie. And that's the other thing is the names are fucking amazing. I love some of the names. <laughs> um, one of the biggest scandals from drag race in recent memory deals with season 12 contestant Sherry Pie. So the controversies surrounding this queen came to light after the time she'd fi- filmed the show 
and when season 12 had actually started airing. So when the news about what Sherry Pie had done broke, Drag Race took quick action to then edit Sherry out of a lot of the season. Um, what she had done or what she then, what had uh, came to light of what she'd done was she used to catfish these guy actors and send them emails and sort of request that if they wanted a job in this thing, we need to see kind of how far you're going to go and make them do lewd things and videos and send, <laughs> I know, and send them videos of them wanking or inserting stuff into their rectum or, you know, Stop. doing stuff and pretending, but she went by a pseudonym, but was catfishing them. It's a bit then, like Grinder, isn't it? <laughs> kind of <laughs> any fucking um, hookup app, but um, yeah. but um yeah, so it came out that the guys had sort of caught her out on this fact they'd realised they'd sent all this stuff that they thought was for a proper acting gig. And, I mean, like, how dumb do you have to be or how much mm. do you really want to show that you're going to, oh, yeah, I can set a carrot up my ass. Here's a video. Do I get the role? Anyway, she got a, a whole heap of shit about it and it was, okay, so I've got to be careful here. So it's a shame for Sherry Pie that she did it. It's completely terrible what she did but it's a shame that she did it because she makes the finals and she was actually quite a funny queen very good so she oh. fucked herself up big time yeah. with what she did there was another um controversy in season four the first queen at this stage she's ever been quick and only queen at this stage has ever been kicked off the show because she was having her husband come for conjugal visits during filming she was that much What's of a dick peak not, it's against the rules. You're not allowed to have contact with the outside world. Oh, I see. Or anything like that, yeah. Why is that? Why can't they have contact with the outside world? Because they don't want any leaks of the show or anything of the production of the show to I be tainted. See. They don't want to sort of, I guess, get more, I don't know, get any advantages or whatever. Um, another controversy is the toxic, the toxic fandom that's attached to the show. So fans, as with any reality show, they just go to absolute town on the queens during the show itself. So queens have had to disable their Twitter accounts for the abuse that they're getting from trolls. Oh a judge God. that was on the Canada's first season, on Canada's first season, had to withdrew, withdraw from future seasons as a judge because of the hate that he was getting. And like, and I mean, you know, like that whole kill yourself, you're an absolute pig, blah, 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 and all that stuff. Um, so there's some bitchy queens out there which have um, really fucking turned it into a horrible thing. And There's bitchy anything. You look at any recipe site and read some of the yeah. comments of people abusing each other because they said they don't like a dish or they yeah. wouldn't cook it that way or they wouldn't use that ingredients and people just abuse them. I'm just, it's just, it's really bad. It's terrible. And that whole troll thing. Keyboard warriors. Like yeah, 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 totally. It's with anything, any news article, even when you see like any, when a politician posts something, the shit that people say, just like, Jesus Christ. So all the seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race are on stand, including a lot of the um, international ones and all the spin-offs. And my recommendation to you to get into the series would be to start watching either season five or season six. Then you'll find your love of the stuff that they do. Probably season six, you'll love Bianca Del Rio. There but you go, like, listeners. If you yes. want to get into RuPaul, that's be one of them. But if you're like me and you have to start anything from the start the journey from season one, there's some iconic moments in every season and every episode. Mm -hmm. 
as well as a queen or several that you'll fall in love with. It's a commitment, but it's <laughs> fucking worth it. <laughs> and that's RuPaul's. Nice, nice. Okay. All right. Let's talk about Yellowstone. So, mm. look, I'm going to try to keep the spoilers to a minimum um, because there's one specific spoiler that uh, you don't want to know about if you haven't seen the show and you plan to see the show. But if you haven't seen the show, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> Seriously, it is like the best show ever. Um, I've heard so many people rave about it. I haven't watched yeah. it, but Vinny binged Probably it. Most of them, eh? <gasps> so and Vinny then, finished it. Yeah, Vinny finished it within about fucking a week, I think. Yes, yes, because I think oh, I think we were talking about it. Um, I can't remember, was it news we were discussing it, the mm -hmm. rattlesnake scene? And I'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so Yellowstone, it's an American Western drama created by Taylor Sheridan um, and John Linson, who are both of Sons of Anarchy fame. And oh. others. they've done lots of other things, you know, if you look them up. But they're both from Sons of Anarchy. Um, Taylor starred in the show. He was one of the major characters, uh, Sheriff David Hale. And John Linson was an executive producer for the show, which isn't surprising because a lot of people, when they're talking about Yellowstone, will refer to it as a cowboy version of Sons of Anarchy. And I've is certainly that said that. Um, it's, look, I, I would say Sons of Anarchy is definitely slightly more brutal. Yeah. The, the, the level of, you know, torture and, you know, horrible things that they do to other people in Sons of Anarchy is just downright gruesome most of the time. Um, but there's there's still quite a bit of that in Yellowstone, I've got to say. So it's pretty full on. Um, but yeah, it's it people say it's the cowboy version of Sons of Anarchy. So um the characters look Rip Wheeler, who again, if you look him up on Wikipedia, has been in a gazillion different shows. He always plays a little bit actor, but then you're like, oh my god, he's that guy, he's that guy, but he dyes his hair brown for the show so he's naturally a blonde um so you don't really connect with him because he was in like um dead poet society and a couple of other okay. movies that are quite well known and when you find what's his like, name oh, again um so the character is rip wheeler um but i'm gonna hang on now i have to find out what his real name is hang on um so oh. it's cole hazer i think Hulsa. so he's married believe it or not to Sweet Valley High twins, one of the Sweet Valley High twins. Wow. Um, yeah, so. Oh, yeah, he's familiar. I see him. Yes, yes. So he is, let me get to the characters. Yeah, Cole House, Hauser, Hauser, his name is. Mm -hmm. Cole Hauser. Um, <laughs> so he's, and he's absolutely gorgeous. And look, I, um, but if you look at any of images of him that aren't related to Yellowstone, he's blonde, blonde curly hair. Um, in Yellowstone, he's got dark black hair and it's curly still. But <clears throat> I um, was talking to some of the ladies that I used to work with um, when I lived in New South Wales and they kept saying to me, you have to watch Yellowstone. Have you seen Yellowstone? And I was like, oh, look, um, I'll get around to it. It's a cowboy thing, you know, I'll get around to it. And they were like, Rip Wheeler is fucking to die for. You will lose it. He's like the best character ever written. And I was like, really? Is he really that great? Anyway, so Tyler and I watched the first episode of Yellowstone um, 
oh, I don't know, maybe maybe two years ago. It, it's up to season four. Season four just finished airing um, and it's been renewed for season five. So we okay. watched it a couple of years ago and I think maybe we'd had a few drinks and our heart wasn't really in it and we'd like said we were going to watch something. We needed something new anyway. Yeah. So we started watching and the first episode is like a movie length. It goes for two hours or two and a half hours or something like that. And Beth Dutton, who is another amazing character, there's no one like Beth Dutton, ask me he would totally verify I have I have heard a lot about Beth. <laughs> I'll tell you about yeah. my um my my first interaction with Beth after you well, get I'll, through this. No, 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 go ahead. To tell, tell it because I want to hear what you have to say about Beth before I talk about how amazing Beth is. Well, I, I don't know if I'm giving away any spoilers, but we can cut it if I am. You can let me know. I was sat at the computer and I think I was building some tiles for our Instagram. And um, I could just hear the most horrendous screaming and yelling and mm. shit going, fighting going on from the bedroom yep. TV. And like to the point where it wasn't like standard, where I was just like, what the fuck is actually going on? I had to go in and ask him. And it was when she was in the bank or in a shop or the two guys had come and um, were beating the shit out of her. She said oh, something it had to do with the assistant, assistant or something. And the assistant gets shot in the head. Yes, that's horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So They're going to like rape her, I think. Stunningly beautiful woman. Um, but you certainly want to wouldn't want to get on her bad side. You wouldn't want to meet her in a dark alley because she yeah. will fuck you up. The bitch will cut you. Yeah. Um, well, Vinny had this- said there was all this stuff that goes on with her brother, and like, and th- there's something that went down between her and her brother that you don't know about at first, yes. but you find out. And about. that's a massive spoiler. So I won't. Yeah, I won't say that either. That's crazy. But pre but, that, um, um, he was saying like she'd sit down at dinner with them, and they'd be at the table, and she'd just grab a fork and jab it into his leg and shit. <laughs> And stab him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She hate, And she hates his guts, like actually says to him, I want to be the one who kills you. When you die, I just want you to know that it will be me At that my kills you. Jesus you will not Christ. die naturally. You will never die a natural death because I will be the one that kills you. That's what she says to him sometimes. <laughs> it's insane. And you think to yourself, how could I ever like a character like that? And this is the thing, like we watched that first episode and she has this major moment where she pretty much walks into this boardroom. Um, there's this guy whose company's crumbling and they're buying him out and he's trying to heckle over the price. But because of his mismanagement, his company is gone under and he's got you know thousands of workers that are going to be out of jobs if they don't bail them out. She works for this company, he's going to bail them out. And she just pretty much, he's heckling over the price and she just walks in and just gives it to him and says, basically, I'm going to sell your company off. I'm going to do all these things in the stock market to pretty much make your company worthless, which means every single person that works for you will be out of a job because you're heckling on the price. This is your problem. You fucked Jesus. it up. You made a bad decision. Um, do not try to negotiate with us. Either you're accept this any- deal <laughs> because you're lucky to have it or yeah. I'll end you is pretty much what she says. You know, and she's wow. got the beautiful, she's got her tits out, you know, she's got these, she's got this gorgeous body and she's just like in his face, like, and I was just like, oh, this woman's awful. I don't think I can watch this. That's what Vinny said too. He hated, <laughs> didn't like her at first, but now she's his oh, favourite. She's the best. She's the absolutely best character. Yeah. character. And um, so in it as well, and because there's a lot of horse riding and stuff like that. So we'd watched the first episode and maybe got about 45 minutes in. And whether, like I said, maybe we'd had a few too many to drink or whatever. And I think we just both went, eh, not our thing. Let's turn it off. But and can then I say- it was... Sorry. Go yep, on. go. No, no, I was just going to say, um, that's a, I find that with a lot of shows. So a lot of the times you've just got to invest in like the first three or four episodes 
understand the characters. Game of, Th- Game of Thrones is the perfect example. Oh, it wasn't perfect until example. episode three ended that you're just like, what the fuck? And I need to yeah. watch, continue watching. Yeah. But still, when Jamie pushed the child out of the window, that happened in the first episode too. I thought that was pretty riveting. I think once you see him push a child out of a window, you're like, fuck, I got to watch this shit. Whilst <laughs> fucking his sister, yeah. Yeah, yeah whilst <laughs> fucking his sister, who's also the queen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, that's, that's true. true. Um, but, yeah, anyway, so we had given it a bit of a miss. and went, eh, it's a bit slow for us. It's not our thing. But then it was in the TV, like, I mean, in the news all the time and everyone was talking about how fucking amazing it was. And, again, I've talked to you about how Tyler and I figure out how we, we rank our shows and then mm-hmm. we get make I a little that. list and then we put our numbers next to it. So, in the end, we went, fuck it, let's give Yellowstone another go. And so we watched the first episode again, and this is probably about 12, 18 months ago because then we were able to binge the first Love three that. seasons. and we finished the third season and had a month to wait before season four came out which came out just before Christmas um beginning of December I think end of November something like that and um so we only started watching it not that long ago but we watched the first episode the one that we'd gone "Eh," about and we're just like what the fuck are we thinking this episode's insane this is so good and then we've never turned back we have been obsessed ever since um, but yes, I'm going to talk. So Beth Dutton, fucking one of the best characters ever written in TV. They're all very good. They're all, you know, I wouldn't say relatable because <laughs> none of us run cattle farms. Um, but there's this this Back one on the scene. There's one season. It's not a massive um, spoiler because you know that her mother's dead um, because she's not around. You got to pick mm. that up pretty much in the first couple of scenes um but on the anniversary of her mother's death they're incredibly broken people the entire family is incredibly broken they've lived a hard life running this amazing ranch everyone's trying to take it from them they own millions of hectares of this beautiful part of montana that people are trying to develop and steal and you know all these hardships that they have is kevin the father of beth or Yes, Kevin yeah. is the the patriarch of the family. Right. Uh, and, oh, my God, you totally want a pants it. He has just aged oh. like a fine wine. Okay. He is, you know, probably in his 70s now and still, mwah, Wow. Okay. Um, and just Viagra. such a great character. Yeah, yeah, such a great character. And he's a bit frisky too. He has a few women, a few oh. good-looking women on the go. Um, but so it's the anniversary of her mother's death. She lives on a ranch. There's cowboys everywhere. She comes out of the house after drinking booze all night. You see her drinking, drinking, drinking. She comes out. She's constantly chain-smoking. She's got a massive bottle of champagne in her hand. She walks out the front. They're in the, it's freezing cold, right? She's got hot water in this bath, and she just strips off full to the nud, oh. absolutely stuck. Darkers, walks into the middle of a field where there's cowboys everywhere and her dad's somewhere like near the house and stuff and she just gets into this <laughs> bath fully starkers keeps drinking her champagne and soaking her durries Love her. Um, and then there's also this other scene that is my idea is of a good a, time too <laughs> I, know, right? I was like i would love to do that that sounds like so much fun with this beautiful scenery and you know my own company it sounds great um there's also this other scene where her sister-in-law who's indian of indian heritage um native american indian um she you know gets sort of uh, you know, accused of shoplifting in a shop and she wasn't. And then Beth finds out and just absolutely terrorises this woman. It's insane. It's another excellent scene. But by far my most favourite scene in Yellowstone and anyone who's listening to this and has seen it, I'm just going to say the rattlesnake scene. 
Um, I, know I don't want to say any more than that. I know that scene. <laughs> but I think in all the shows that I've loved, I have to say that is up there with one of the best things I've ever seen. Does that involve um, the guy from Nine Perfect No, don't Strangers? say it. No, 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 no. Um, okay. No, no, I don't know who. Who are you talking about Nine Perfect Strangers? I thought it was, um, oh, God, what's her name? You love her. She's from Gilmore Girls. What's her oh, name? Oh, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, I thought it was her, the one that she gets with. Is he in Yellowstone? No. No, 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 no. That's one who's married to Rose Byrne. Um, I forgot his name. Yeah, yeah. Who yeah, did well? Got, oh, totally. They've got two children together. They've been married for years and years. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so such a great show. And I'll talk a little bit more, like, apart and Rip Will, and like I was saying, the girls at work were telling me to watch the show, right? And we yes. give it, we gave it a go. We, we got rid of it, we went, eh, for nothing, then we watched it again. And then I remember in the whole first episode, because Rip Wheeler doesn't play a massive part in the first episode. Like, he's there, but yeah. he's not super, super massive. Um, and then by, I remember thinking, eh, he's okay. The first time I saw him, I was like, eh, he's okay, sure. I think Kevin Costner's hotter um, and one of the brothers. But then by like second or third episode, I was like, <laughs> mama wants some rip. Mama wants some rip. Like he is fine, fucking fine. Um, but, and the rattlesnake scene also involves him. But anyway. Yes. Oh, does so, it? Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. There is not a doubt that Beth Dutton is the craziest bitch ever portrayed in television. Like there's just, I can't think of anyone who is more nuts and insane than her. She's the best. I love her so much. So you see her in the full nud. Is there any peen in it? Oh, actually, I'm not sure to be. I think I see a little bit of butt. Okay. Um, But... <clears throat> I can't recall peen at all. That's but, a shame. Um, definitely a lot of eye candy. They are beautiful men, you know, working hard for the, for the living. For the money. Um, yeah, working hard for the money. That's where I was going with that. Um, so <laughs> She works yeah. hard for the living. For so the hard for the living. <laughs> Shut up. Um, <clears throat> okay, so... Look, part of working on the Yellowstone Ranch means that if you're loyal to the family, you're loyal to the ranch. And if you're loyal to the ranch, you eventually end up, some people are brought onto the ranch and the reason that they get their loyalty is by branding them. Um, like literally. Sometimes they end up literally being branded with a big, massive Y um, on their chest. And Casey, who's one of Not even on the ass where there's a bit of flesh or anything, straight on the chest. No, so the diehard people have been there for years and years and years. So it goes Um, family, ranch, God, country. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. Um, But Casey, who was the youngest child and the youngest son of the Duttons, Kevin Costner's youngest son, um, who's John Dutton, by the way, that's the character that he plays. He's also branded with the Y, um, and his dad did it when he was very upset with him and branded him. So daddy got a bit cranky and said, come here, son, I'm going to brand you with the Y. How old was son? Bad boy. Oh, look, I think he was late teens, early 20s, but that's part of the storyline. So I don't want to give away, but the, so there's one scene again in the first episode where um, there's this, junkie kid he's, he's just got out of prison he's a drug dealer a junkie you know been on the drugs and his dad comes to john dutton and says to him 
you got to help me. I don't know what to do with him. If he goes back in prison, he's going to die. If he goes back on the needle or whatever he's taking, he's going to die. <clears throat> you sort of owe me, John. John owed him a favour. You've got to help him. And John went, oh, fuck, I don't really want to do this, but whatever. So he sends Rip. So Rip's John's um, the hot one, is John's, you know, number one dude. He isn't related to any of them. He just works there. Right. Um, and so Rip goes off and pulls this young fella out of the caravan, the squalor that he's living in. And he'd be in his 20s. And he says to him, you get, I've given you a chance at life. You're pretty much ruined if you don't take it, blah, blah, blah. And then he takes him straight to the ranch and brands it straight away. And that's and he, if he didn't want the brand, he wasn't in. They were like, uh, you've got to take the brand. Yeah, so they brand you got to show, prove um, your oath, take the oath, basically. Yeah, well, because he didn't have any worse. See, a lot of the other ones have been working there for years and they show they know how to run a ranch and stuff like that. And this young guy didn't have that and is terrible at running a ranch, um, but becomes a massive main character. And then he's actually spawned a spin-off. So there's two spin-offs at the moment. Yes, um, 1883. Which is, yes, which is so fucking good as Have well. you been watching it? We've, we're completely up to date. Tyler like waits for the episode to be downloaded. He's like waiting until it's a release. Like he watches wow. it all day, waiting for the next episode. That's how obsessed he is with it. Um, okay, because Vinny so, hasn't gone down that track yet, even though we've got Paramount. Because it's on Stan is Yellowstone, and Paramount yes. is 1883. And I said to him, you know, right. you can watch it, but you're gonna we don't get it in the bedroom. You're gonna get it on the Apple TV out here. And he's like, oh, I'm not interested. But he should watch oh, it. I was exactly the same because it was, it's country and Western. It's really old school too. Like it's 1883. And I was like, eh, I don't know that it's for me. Yellowstone's one thing with all the cowboys and stuff like that, but going back in time. It's completely different. Two centuries ago. Yeah. Really the kind of thing that I would naturally normally watch. Um, So, but Tyler was, you know, because Yellowstone had finished. So Yellowstone finished, it had its finale. Um, I must say for season four, the episode was a bit meh, the finale, when every other finale of Yellowstone to date has been like cliffhanger, like, yeah. oh, my God, I don't think I can survive waiting for the next season to come out. This one was a bit meh. Um, <clears throat> so we finished it, and then 1883 came out the next day. For the oh, first, perfect. and it was a double episode too. And so Oh, like, so it's episode by episode, is it? it. Yeah, no, yeah. well, um, yes, it's episode by episode, but they brought out two or three episodes at once or something like yeah. that. Um, and so we were living with Sarah, obviously, and Sarah's obsessed with Yellowstone as well. And so we were like, that makes it we'll easier. just watch it. Yeah. yeah. And um, so we put it on and it was exceptional. Okay. And it is again like Sons of Anarchy back in 1883. Wow. Okay. Well, Vinny, when we know you're listening to this, you might have to start investing in 1883. Yeah. So it's um about the Oregon Trail. So they're going yep, yep. from Texas to get to, um, obviously they end up in Montana because it's about John Dutton's relatives. So his great-great-great-grandfather is a small child in it and then his father is there as well and they're the ones getting them across the Oregon t- Trail. But what happens is they meet these dudes in Texas um, and there's a whole bunch of German immigrants and there's about probably 60 of them and they've immigrated to Germany and it was a really bad time in Germany. So there was a lot of, you know, prosecution and stuff like that. Don't quote me on the history of what was happening in Germany at the time. Um, But they've immigrated. They've taken every piece of item that they own. They've got on a ship for however God knows how many days it takes to get from Germany to America and Texas on a ship. So it's, you know, gunslingers. um, Texas is a small, tiny blip 
everyone's, you know, it's no laws. Yeah, everyone's killing each other in the streets for right. shit. It's like a very, you know, scary, Cowboy. dangerous time yeah. to live. And all these German immigrants who can't swim, who don't know how to ride horses, um, know nothing about America, um, are trying to get to the mountains and they want to get to Oregon because they know that there's mountains there and, and it's just a bit more like home for them and they don't want to be in Texas because it's this horrible place for them and they don't want to be there. They want to get to the mountains and they're trying to... Um, you know, make their way through, but they've got no skills to get them. They know nothing about the American wilderness, so they've got no skills to get them. And then they sort of turn around and, and are asking people in Texas who are all crooks and swindlers and robbers to help them get to Oregon. And, and everyone's either saying, no way, that, that trek is way too crazy and way too difficult, or they're trying to steal from them. Um, so Sam Elliott, who is also an amazing actor and one of my all-time favourite actors, and I fucking love him, he takes pity on them and he decides he's going to help them to get to where they need to go. But they pretty much in the first day or two lose like 50% of them through death. They get bitten by rattlesnakes. Um, they drown in the river because they panic when, the, when they get near the water. They drink the water as well. And they're told time and time again, you can't drink straight from the streams. Is that what they get to boil it before you drink it and they don't listen. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, the horses tread on them. Like all these horrible things happen to them because they just don't know the climate and it's rough times. Um, and so that's how the story starts. And then John Dutton's relatives, um, he's traveling with all women um his daughters and his wife and he doesn't have any men to, to even though he can protect himself he's quite he shows that shown very early uh, how protect he's protecting himself harem. um <laughs> he he gets convinced to help them because he's going in the same direction and that's the story and it's such a like every minute of the show is just like one big shit fight after another it's so good do they explain but, um, what the oregon trail is about and stuff because you remember like i don't know if you remember like especially in the 90s it's like an old school u.s computer game the oregon trail and they have to get their little card away dysentery dysentery and and probably get stood on by a horse or drown in the river and did they actually explain because i don't know what the oregon trail was about why they were doing it so Look, they do, but in the in the in the way of like the eighteen eighty three, like in those times, what it represents. So yeah. they haven't even really encountered the Indians yet, and that's something that you know is going to come soon, and it's going to be pretty horrible. But pretty much, you know, you turn a corner and someone would stab you for what's in your pocket, sort of thing. Like right. that's how dangerous Still your Nike it is. Shoes just and... being in the towns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. But, and what's um, the other spinoff? It's such a great show. So the other spin-off, and this is when I was talking about the guy that got the the Y on his chest, the the, the junkie, yeah. the, the drug dealer, um, who knows nothing about ranching, and then they teach him. But even when they teach him, he's still pretty bad. So um, <clears throat> he there's a bit there's a storyline. I'm not gonna. Um, you know, ruin all that, but basically he gets sent to a different ranch, which is a Texas ranch, which is 6666, which is a real ranch right. in Texas. So anyway, um, he gets sent to the this 6666 ranch um, for certain reasons and he's there and he's got to prove himself a little bit. And then um, that's been obvious, he, and it? so it's supposed to be, so when they send him there, they're like, this is the toughest. If you couldn't be a rancher in Yellowstone, you've got no chance of being a rancher at the 6666. Right. And so it's and about they send his him journey. anyway. 
yeah so so you see a little bit of that journey um and then they sort of have an episode where you can see it leads into the spin-off and then pretty much after that episode ended they announced on you know news and what's and it called that they're doing off six 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 six. Oh, wow. oh six six. They six, call six, it the sixes. They call it the sixes. That makes it easier. Yeah. So it's in this. It's in current time, but it's in a different location and a different way of farming and a different yep. way of climates and, and, so, and in much harder environmental. Yes, much yep. hotter. Um, whereas Montana's very cold, hot in the day, but freezing at night. But I think yep. Texas can be a little bit like that too. To be fair, yeah. um, boiling hot, but also could be quite cold and fucking rattlesnakes everywhere they're like you know the first thing he, they tell him when he gets to the sixes is you know don't sit down on the ground anyway <laughs> you'll get fucked up by a rattlesnake basically yeah yeah but oh let me just go back to 1883 for just Sorry, a second yeah. because i love this bit so we um watched a documentary on it because we went to watch one a new episode of 1883 that we thought was coming on and it didn't actually come on and then in this instead we watched this documentary about it so you know the main characters is the country um, music stars Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. Oh, so do you know who you've, you've heard of Tim McGraw and Faith Hill? I know Hill, them. Right? they're married, aren't they? Yes, yes, yeah. they're married and married for years and years. Got three children, yeah. three daughters. Um, married for years. Um, country music royalty. I know well. that, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So, um, he now Tim McGraw is in actually quite a lot of stuff. If you look him up, he plays little bit characters and things, so he obviously dabbles in a bit of acting. Um, you've seen. Four Christmases with Reese Witherspoon. No. Have you seen that? No, no. we talked about this and I was telling you how funny it was. Okay, anyway, well, I'm not going to tell you. He's one of the brothers in that. Okay. But he's in lots of little things than you, but she hasn't really acted much, a little bit maybe. But anyway, so the story goes based on this documentary that um, Taylor Sheridan phoned Tim McGraw up out of the blue and said, hey, buddy, got his number from somewhere. Or maybe they had an existing relationship, <laughs> I don't know, but rang him up and said, um, so I'm doing this little project. It's a spin-off from 1880 from um, Yellowstone. Are you interested? And he's like, oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I get. I, I guess I'm, yeah, I might be interested. And he's country. like, well, um, is, <laughs> is Faith around? Can you ask Faith if she's also interested? Oh, wow. Like, would she? And so he pretty much decided that he wanted them to play the lead characters and just rung them up and was like, guys, will is you play these lead characters for them? They are fucking exceptional. Oh, they cool. are so good. Because I, I was not them. expecting much from her. I was thinking, oh, she's a country music star. And she just hasn't really been anything. And she's a bit old now. Um, she's so good. She's just exceptional. And she looks amazing. Like she's definitely, she's not a spring chicken anymore. Um, but she does the vintage well, the hair. Oh, she's That's just cool. exceptional. She's so good. Um but yeah, it's definitely worth the watch. And they also made them go to like a horse riding camp for like a really grueling horse riding camp. All the people who were in 1883 had to go for this camp for like three or four weeks where they made them ride horses through water and made them ride horses up mountains and do all these drills and stuff with them so that they're really familiar because they're constantly on horses in the And show. it's more natural than being on it yes. when they see it, yeah. You couldn't be an actor on that show and not know how to ride a horse or be scared of horses because that's all it's about. Yeah, it'll be picked um, up much straight yeah, away. Yellowstone's the same. Yeah. yeah. But um, look, we are just all hanging for season five. So, um, okay. And also for the sixes to come out because... Uh, so the sixes hasn't come out yet? No. And 1883's probably got a couple more episodes and then it's finished for season one. Do you know when, um, what, we don't know what platform sixes will be on? 
they're saying it's all going to be on Paramount now. And I think they're actually saying the new Yellowstone might be on Paramount. Paramount Paramount owns it. Um, Oh, actually, this is something that I totally forgot to say. It was in my notes, but just a little bit of trivia. Um, I love trivia. Taylor Sheridan pitched the idea of Yellowstone in 2017 after he'd written the outline for it and things like that. It was fucking Harvey Weinstein's company who greenlit it. Uh, And this was just before, so this was early 2017. And then later on that year, so they'd started production and things like that and putting it all together. I don't know if they'd filmed the entire first season or not, but they'd definitely, he'd put his company invested in it. On the way, yeah. and then all the, you know, um, controversy happened yeah, with him being movement. sexual deviant and everything. Yeah. So he's no longer associated with it. His company's not associated with it. They've completely been removed from anything to do with the production. But I was like, shut the fuck up. Ew, by the way, because, yeah. you know, Harvey Weinstein is just like gross. Disgusting. Um, but, yeah, just a little bit of trivia about Yellowstone. I love but, that. Um, it's like Taylor Sheridan, who is the dude who's Yellowstone sixes um, and 1883. It's like, you know, everything he touched turns to gold at the moment. He's wow. like, yeah. That magic and, he, and he's actually a, quite a big actor in Yellowstone. He plays it. I wouldn't say it's not a main character, but he's a main Recurring character. character. Yeah. 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 I, um, I had not been interested in watching it because, like, Benny went through this whole sort of phase where he was doing Ozark and benching all of them. Um Oh, God, Animal Kingdom. Well, it's in the same sort of vein, but obviously not country, but that sort of theme. And he's in um, Animal Kingdom as well. He's binged all of that shit. And then he got onto Yellowstone. I do Animal Kingdom, actually. And where he's got into Yellowstone, he's like, baby, if you ever want to watch this, I'll watch this again. And I've just not been interested. But I have to say, after our discussion tonight, I'm kind of, my interest is... You will love Beth. You will, and there's so many. Scenes. If you were just to sit there, right, and just search um, best Beth Dutton scenes on YouTube and just watch a couple of scenes of her back to back, that would be enough be to make you watch it. I do love it. I do love a strong female character. Even just watch um, her in the shoplifting scene. If you'd Google Beth Dutton shoplifting, watch that scene, and that'll be enough for you to go, this is fucking so cool. I mean, she is just epic in that scene. <laughs> okay, I'll give it, I'll give it a show. But I do have a few more shows to watch first. Okay. No, I. Go watch that shoplifting. Go watch that shoplifting clip first. And you will you will probably watch Yellowstone next. You'll be like, fuck this, I'm watching it. I'm I have in. to see this bitch. Well, thank you, Sky. That's actually really um got me intrigued into Yellowstone now. I was not never gonna give it a chance, no matter how much Vinny told me to watch it. But he has said that if I ever do want to watch it, he'll watch it again with me. So we might I would take watch that it again, journey. to be fair. I'd watch it again because it's so good. I would watch it from the beginning just to refresh. Maybe I will do that before season five comes out, actually. Why not? Why not? It's always nice taking a trip down memory lane with the TV show. Um, That's it. That's it is. But thank you for tuning in to another episode of Stupid Bitches Say What? Season one is now available on YouTube. Search for Stupid Be Say What. Make sure to like, subscribe, and share to your heart's content. Yes. And remember, second bottle, no judgment. Bye, stupid bitches. Bye, stupid bitches. Good night. Yeah, that stupid bitch. Mm -hmm. He's a stupid bitch. What a stupid bitch. That stupid bitch.